Lund, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away. Whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoy Lean. DeCam says, give me that. A pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way. Bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around. Corner, pocket, cash for Lund. So like right now, you want me to start talking? We're, we're recording. Oh, hey everybody. It's unlike any other, the UMAC podcast. Weimarell, Ryan Mitchell. And yes, we are coming to you not live because this is a podcast, of course, <laughs> but on a beautiful Wednesday. I don't know. It's too warm, isn't it, Ryan, this time of the year? I know we argue about this off the mic. I think it's a little warm for November. You're happy with it, though. This doesn't feel like basketball weather to me. The weather is still comfortable outside, but it's too heating up even more in the gym, as they like to say. There you go. Too comfortable, <laughs> though. I mean, we're supposed to be uncomfortable this time of the year. We will get there, Wyatt. Just be patient. Well, that's Next week. Next week for uh, Thanksgiving. Next week, it's going to get cold. It's going to be cold, but a lot has happened since the last time we were on the mic, and a lot of games, a lot of data, stats, results, things Love to it. go over and go through. We have something fun we're going to do on this episode where we're going to kind of just Go through all 16 teams, eight on each side, and just talk about one player that has really stood out. We'll go over maybe a couple games specifically. Got an update on the UMAC versus the MIAC tally. That is back for the third year, and let's just say it's going better on one side than it is the other, but we'll go through that here in a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Ryan, through the first week here of the season, uh, a lot of compelling things I feel like we could talk about because it's been a jam-packed slate up to this point. Before we get too much further into it, how are you doing, Wyatt? Has the November noise lived up to the hype about at the halfway mark of this month? Sure. Has the noise been loud enough? Yeah, it's. I'm impartial towards it. I don't know. It's been fine. I mean, it's everywhere. Champions Classic earlier on here's this week and here's, so many things going on. Here's the deal. Football is still very much relevant right now. And I yeah, know the UMAC not a bad football thing. just wrapped up, but at the Division One level and whatnot, still got multiple weeks to go. The NFL is just over halfway now. So I'm still in football mode to a certain extent. Josh Dobbs has come in and <laughs> saved the Vikings season, and who knows what's going to happen there. But, yeah, no, I, I hear you. It's been a fun week, and I love it, and I love basketball, but it is tough to give 100% attention yeah. to it when there's so much great football that's still to be had. I don't blame you, but the November noise can still be great. I'm saying the noise is at like an 8.74. So is that common, better, at this worse time of year? than yeah, the last couple of years? I would say it's maybe a little better than what it's been in the past, but it's it's pretty standard. Okay. And it will hit like a fever pitch when we get to like Feast Week and so many other things that will be well, happening in a week and change. Yeah, and I know this is a UMAC podcast, but I mean the Maui Invitational next week, I mean... Five of the top eleven Battle teams for in Atlantis the, five in the, the Bahamas. Top eleven teams in the country going to be playing. Yeah. So, anyways, basketball is back. The UMAC, no exception to that. They've had a good first week of action. Where would you like to start tonight, Ryan? What is your vision for where this episode's going to go? Well, you've done some great prep work, wide, and I appreciate that. In your you. heavy, loaded, busy schedule, that wait somehow... till you hear it before you say thank you. I mean, as far as you know, <laughs> it's good prep work. I, I don't know. We'll find out. Somehow, some way. 
when you're at your cubicle just grinding each and every day, you can do some prep work for this as well. I appreciate the dedication. I try. So I know you have a tally, as you mentioned, for UMAC v. Mayak. Do you want to start, start there, there and we then can. flesh out more specific results from there? So sure. drum roll, please. What do you want? The total first? Just on let's, both sides, or do you want... Let's do each side, Okay, and then the total, and people can check your math. So the women's side not going great, if you're a UMAC fan, just 2-7 and seven Oof. on the women's side. And, of course... Through the opening seven days. This yes. is Wednesday the 8th, last Wednesday, through Tuesday the 14th. Correct, because we are recording Wednesday the 15th. This will be out after. Yep. And there's games going on as we speak right now tonight. But, yep. yes, as, as we speak and as we stand right now, it is... Two and seven on the women's side. The men's side, though, they're above 500 at five and four. Give credit to the guys. Yes. Thank you. Carrying. It sounds like a golf clap below. because it is, and we can't clap louder because it'd be bad audio. So. Yeah, I mean, it's well, it's like our guy Josh Pate says, like, why do the paper pop? And why do you? Yeah. It's because this is live, even though it's not. We treat like it like it's pop. live, Ryan. Yes. Yeah. So it's five a padlock and- stack coming later tonight. We'll wait and see. Uh, if we're talking about any games specifically, maybe there will be, but. <laughs> Five and four on the men's side, two and seven on the women's side. So you're good at math. What does that equal? Well, you told me before, but just tell our listeners. <laughs> I hope you don't get it wrong. <laughs> seven and 11. Seven, 11. Yeah. There you go. So, hey, all things considered, because, I mean, there's probably been where you got one of the better teams in the MIAC playing one of the teams that's not considered at the top of the UMAC. So there's been some of that. Yeah. To be seven and 11, all things considered, and have some a winning left. record on one side like yeah. the men do. I think you would take that, and I know there's a couple teams specifically that you could thank for that. Northwestern, they're two and zero on the men's side against the Mayak, and um, yeah, I mean the men's side's really compelling. I don't know if you looked at all the records and the things that have been going on this past week, but a lot of wins for yeah. the men's side in non-conference, which is encouraging to see. Let's be clear, Wyatt. It could be better. We're not settling. It could be perfect for seven eleven. It's not a Sunday. There's it's not a blizzard. It it's not custard, but it's a Slurpee. Because that's 7-Eleven for you. And yeah. we'll take the Slurpee. It's so okay. So you are kind of dissing the Slurpee in a sense, though, because you're saying it's not a blizzard. It's not it's, custard. It's not at the top of the totem it, pole. It is at the bottom of the totem pole, just so we're clear. But, but it's still an option. But we'll take it, is what you're yeah. saying. And there's stuff, be, there's stuff below there as well. So that's the UMAC versus the MIAC tally. And again, that's going to change by the time people are probably listening to this podcast. But I'll continue to update you as we go through November and December before we get into the thick of conference play. So... Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing in non-conference for me is looking at that and just seeing how these teams respond and play against supposedly the better and the bigger conference in Minnesota. He's doing quotations. That's right. For those of you who can't see him. This is a podcast, so people can't see me. Yes, but but he threw the quotations there. Supposedly better. Supposedly the UMAC is the younger brother, the younger sister, the one that is picked on, but they can be plucky. I mean, you're a younger brother. Would you describe yourself as plucky or a different adjective? Oof. <laughs> Put me on the spot. I don't think plucky, I'm not a younger brother, so I can't relate. I don't think plucky is the word I would use. I'll get back to you and circle back to what I can come up with later on. How's that sound? Okay. Is that better? Okay. Does that work? All That's right. fair. I'll take it. All right. So which, which team do you want to start with when we're just highlighting yeah. specific players? We won't go into well, every result in depth. Ladies first. Start on, the, start on the women's side. So I don't know if you care where we start. Uh, the first one I put down was Crown on the women's side. And, sure. Let's start um, with there. Here's the deal with Crown, and we've talked about it, Ryan. Coming into this year, they had a lot they needed to replace, right? I mean, you lose a player like Hecox, and yeah. it's it not easy to replace that. So 
Crown's maybe going to take some bumps along the way here. We'll see how their season goes with Coach Tussler in a second year. But one player that really stood out early on for Crown, Morgan, I'm assuming it's Aylesworth. I don't want to pronounce that last name wrong. I'm assuming it's Aylesworth. That's what I go with. Eight a game. She's 50% from deep. And they're going to need that because, let's face it, that's kind of Crown's identity. At least it was last year. The three-point shot and being able to kind of light it up at times. So if she can attempt more of those, be consistent from beyond the arc, averaging eight a game as a player who didn't really have a role last year, it's a big deal. So I think they're going to need more of that. So she's the one that kind of stood out for Crown for me. Yeah, I think it's all going to start and end with Mackenzie Latsky, Wyatt. I mean, her and Hecox were a really good one-two punch last year for the Polars. Obviously, I know that. They were on my fantasy squad. We're going to do fantasy selections in the coming weeks. I know you're gathering intel. I'm gathering intel. I'm building my big board and trying to figure out where certain names should go and being well-prepared going into that draft. You've done your mock draft? I haven't done I'm not there yet. I'm still okay. building my big board. Okay. But my That's big fair. board is is in the process you got of being time. made. You got time. Yes, we do have some time. So if I had one name that I'm looking at, I mean it probably does come down to who that number two is. Something that caught my eye, Sonia Urbina. Yeah. You remember Dom Urbina? Well, and I'm and assuming. And the big performances she had? I'm <laughs> guessing there's a relation. Some kind of relation, yes. I, I did happen to notice that. She put up 13 shots, more than anyone else in their opening game of the season against St. Scholastica and one in which they lost. So could she be the number two? And the name just caught my eye and the fact that she's getting a lot of attempts. But again, for Crown, it feels like this year, Wyatt, it all starts and ends with Mackenzie Latsky. No, it does. I would dare to say she has to be maybe first team, if not second team, all conference at worst for them to get into the UMAC conference tournament. I mean, she's got to be real good. And like you said, that's why you got to look at the second tier, if you will, on that team and say, who's going to be next up? Because you can't can't have success with just one player. I mean, Geisfeld, I guess, did it for a while and was pretty successful. But yes, that's that's an anomaly, if you will. Northwestern next on the women's side. Here's the deal. I hate to just use... Lexi Hagen, but what a start for Lexi yeah. Hagen. I mean, we already knew about her. This isn't like you have our attention. Yeah. But 15.7 and 12.3 on the glass to start the year. She's she's what? You think she'll win player of the year? Is that a bold prediction? I mean, she's the favorite. She's got to be the 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 favorite and Northwestern has to be the team to beat Ryan again on the women's side. If they play anywhere near where they're capable of and don't beat themselves. I just have a tough time seeing them lose a lot of games. Should note too, Riley Hershey's in double figures to start as well, which is an encouraging sign. Yeah. Her and Alice and Terry off the bench have been a dynamite duo for Northwestern for coach call to go to where last year we talked about it so often, why they bring in those reserves and get a different lineup out there and you expect a drop off and it just doesn't really happen. I mean, Hershey's been in double figures in every single game that Northwestern has played to this point in their three contests, they're two and one so far on the season. And if they're shooting the way that they are early on in the season in UMAC play, like you said, it's going to be really tough for anyone to beat them. It feels they, like they got to go down a step or a few to give anyone else a chance. Are they peaking too early? Right. I away, don't think, I don't think they're peaking. I don't, I don't think anyone is <laughs> saying is that in Roseville. This is going to be the norm for them is what you're saying? More or less. Yeah. I, you know, there's, there's hills and valleys. There's peaks that take place and then there's dips that take place in each and every season and that's the beauty of college basketball but I think you got to love the start if you're Northwestern and the continued growth that you're seeing from so many of these players why I have to remind myself I don't know if you have to do this as well but Northwestern had so much veteran presence if you will a few years ago 
And now you have this junior class who's had so much playing time already. I mean, Lexi is the defending conference player of the year. She's the favorite this year. She has three double-doubles in three games. She's still only a junior. They're still getting better each and every year for Northwestern, and I don't think they're slowing down anytime soon. It's like the Heisman Award. She has a chance to be, you know, a two-time winner. Yeah. So it's like the Heisman Award. See what happens. But for this year, the Heisman Trophy race in college football, dare I say, is maybe a little more open than the UMAC Women's Player of the Year. It's early, though. Well, correct. We've only played a week of games, so a lot can change. But here's the difference in UMAC basketball, Wyatt. Unlike Caleb Williams rolling up big numbers against Rice and whoever the else they played games, earlier on in the, the season. Conference games matter. As we joked last week, there are no Bethune Cookmans, there are no cupcakes, there are no Chattanoogas in late November like there is in the SEC in college football. That does not happen okay. with UMAC basketball. Why? It's good competition. They're seeing in the non-con, and so far, Northwestern, the defending champs, have impressed. You're not going to let Ben Johnson enjoy his win against Bethune Cookman. You hey, got to take a shot. There. Big one this week, late Thursday evening at the barn against the Mizzou Tigers. We'll see what happens there. How about Superior yeah. Player of the Week? They swept the awards. Uh, the guy that did it on the men's side. We're going to talk about him here once we get there. But Elise Bessinen. Bessinen, yep. 18 and a half. And the efficiency with the shooting rhyme. First off, she hasn't missed a free throw yet. 10 to 10. 5 of 11 from downtown. To beat a Northwestern, not to look ahead or keep bringing it back to them, but to have success against anybody. They beat them last year. Reminder, they're the one team to beat them. Efficiency is huge, Ryan, and especially from the field. So those kind of numbers are extremely impressive. And, of course, when you win Conference Player of the Week, you deserve a shout-out. So great start for her and the Jackets. Yeah, I got the same name. She also never left the floor wide. She played all 40 minutes in both games. And last year, we talked a lot about Kaylin Christian because she was a talented player for multiple years in the UMAC, and she was their go-to option in a tight game down the stretch trying to set her up. But it was actually Bessonen who played more than anyone last year for Coach Carpenter's club. So you mentioned Coach Tussler a few minutes ago in his second season at Crown. Who's his go-to? Who's a player he can lean on? Same thing for Coach Carpenter. Who can she lean on in just her second season with the Jackets? It feels like it all starts and ends with Elise Bessonen, and they defeated Wyatt. The mighty fighting Donald Ducks out in Chicago this past weekend by double digits. (laughs) So well done. The Sage over Sagehens. I still, that's the weird. Okay, it's not the weirdest mascot, but what are we doing? It was tied going into the fourth quarter, and then Superior wins by 13. They like those close games early on in the year. Yeah. It only makes you stronger and better as you move along. All right. How about Bethany Lutheran? New era for them. And I'm going to point to a freshman, Gianna Clarem Beek. I'm assuming again that's Say it correct. confidently, Wyatt. Just say it confidently. Hey, but I'm not confident because I don't know. <laughs> so I'm just going to say say that with a grain of salt. But 13 a game for the freshman, 9 of 10 at the line, 7 for 17 from downtown. And I get the keyword there, Ryan, freshman. I think they're in a new era where they got to start bringing girls back in. They're kind of building back up from what they used to be. Um, Coach Jones is not there anymore. So different kind of time for the Vikings women's basketball program, but somebody like her as a freshman to be producing this early on is something you can be comfortable with and certainly a silver lining. Yeah, I'm going to give you a different name, Wyatt. That's fine. Lexis Trigg. Saw her last year for Bethany. I think she has some serious potential on the block. She's been coming off the bench so far this year, but 13, 9, 9, and 8 so far through the four games that they've played. She's got a lot of skill, and she needs 
to be a consistent threat for them. She's not always going to be the leading scorer. She's not going to put up a ton of 20-point efforts necessarily, but she's got to be big time on the glass, and she's got to be someone they can count on who's not going to get in foul trouble. And I want to say this real quick, Wyatt, to Bethany fans. I think we've seen some encouraging signs early this year. They've got a gauntlet. I mean, Coach Jones yeah. put that together for a number of seasons. He's no longer with the program. We talked about that in our last episode. They're 0-4 to start, but they've played Augsburg, Wheaton, Dubuque, Platteville, Emma her first I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly first year head coach who's been with the program now for a number of years Perfest, excuse me it's Emma Perfest. my apologies it's her sixth season with the program Wyatt but this is new territory for her and you want to win the games early on in November but as we said all the time Wyatt you non-conference for show you conference for dough UMAC play is where you make your you want me to finish this one that's your line it's where you make your hay it's where you make your hay it is. It's uncharted territory for Bethany, and they are going to have some growing pains as they move along. So we go down the list, Ryan, Minnesota Morris, and I think we're probably going to both have the same. Should we count to three and see if we see the same name? Sure. Okay. Three. On, three, two, two one. one. Maddie, Maddie Grove. Grove. Oh, well, what, what are the chances? We, <laughs> we did we talk with Coach talk about this earlier. Well, look at the numbers through three yeah. games, Ryan, for the freshmen. Yeah. Talk to Coach Grove. And by the way, if you missed that, go back and listen back to that. That was a great interview before the season began. Yeah. For her to be averaging 16, 42% from three, 52% from the field, Ryan, she can play. She's a baller. Yeah. And that's just going to make Morris even more dangerous this year. Maybe Northwestern's biggest opponent. This Could year, be. biggest challenge. I mean, the Could way be. Grove is playing, if she can keep this up, maybe it's just a hot start. I don't know yet. But if she can keep this up, she'll be the newcomer of the year in this conference. And Absolutely. I, I don't think there will be much of a debate on that. So easily the name that pops off the page there for the Cougars. Yeah, I don't think that's far away at all, Wyatt, to say that she'll be the newcomer of the year, or at least very much in the conversation. I know we're only a week into the year, but I think you definitely have to point to that. And I know you and I both asked questions to him, I think, when we talked to him relating you know, to his daughter and yep. what it was like so far early on in the season, practices and whatnot. I just got to say, Coach, you undersold your daughter. Not not that he was giving her flack or anything like that. And it I was don't a think, tactical approach. Yeah, Ryan. I don't think he was necessarily going to share too much regardless. Yep, but, absolutely. you know, he could have given us a little more about, guys, just, just wait. I, I think we're going to have some... Uh, much-needed boost to our offense that's really going to help my question, Wyatt. And you have interesting takes on this. You're a great basketball mind, okay, if I do say so myself. In EBM? You're in EBM, at least at the D3 level, at the UMAC level. I like to think all of us. So all that being said, Wyatt, she's came off the bench all three games so far this year. You read off some of the stats. She's been dynamite. In their last game, she's had 23 points against St. Olaf off the bench in 26 minutes played. So she's still playing a good chunk. Yeah. But how much longer before she's in that starting five? Or... If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Lou Williams thought you keep her coming off the bench. Well, I was just going to say, who's the greatest sixth man in NBA history, arguably? What a question. I, Did Manu do it near I the end Manu of his career? Is, or he did it for a lot he of He did stretches. it for a long time. Okay. I think that's the name that comes to mind. If it's working, you don't have to switch it. I mean, time will tell. They've only played three games, but they're 2-1, and one, and she's still getting a ton of minutes in production. So yeah. the five you start at the beginning of the game – don't have to be the same five you played on the stretch, Ryan. Fair. So, And especially if she's a freshman, just starting with the program, is it maybe a little easier to come off the bench, Yeah. get warmed up, press the plus 30 seconds on the microwave, and just say, I'm going to come in there, and I'm going to heat things up. 
Is that easier to play that role, maybe? I don't don't know know if it's easier, necessarily, but because you still have to... Here's the deal. Once you get the first 30 seconds or a minute out of the way, then you're just playing ball. But you're also a little nervous for that start or the tip, and when you go to sub in for the first time, it's like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Then you're fine. Knees bent, arms are heavy. So, yeah, I, I don't know if it changes necessarily depending on if you're starting or not. It'll be interesting to monitor moving forward. We know they got a lot of talent there in well, Morris. And defense and, is the calling card. Yeah. And taking the ball away from the opposition, could she be that extra nugget they need to, as you said, Wyatt, potentially, potentially, underline, star it, asterisk, potentially be the biggest threat to Northwestern? Could that difference be this year? Lots of experience back, but also Maddie Grove in the mix. Time will tell. It will. Downtown you, North Central? Sure. Let's go downtown. All right. I know this isn't how you say your last name, but I think it's cool. Maya Mabang. Because remember, we would always get that wrong. Bangs from deep. The UMAC website didn't yeah, include it's, the, it's one, all over the, the one letter. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I'm just going to keep calling her Mabang because she is knocking it down early from downtown in their one game. Two of three. And here's the deal. Why do I bring that up? Because she shoots a lot of threes going back to last year. If she can consistently put that in the bottom of the net, it's going to be helps. It's going to be a huge helps difference the for North Central. They, they need to be more efficient from beyond the arc, and she would be the leader in that category. So, yes, to score 14, knock down a couple of threes, and just overall to shoot six of nine in the one game that we do have, I mean, that's what stood out to me. So she's the player that caught my eye. Anybody different, or is that what comes to mind no, for you? No, she was not the name that I was going to mention, Wyatt. And honestly, the question that I have with them so far early on this season, we coach, we coached, we talked to Coach Zabla a little bit earlier on this fall in the end of the offseason, if you will, before this season officially began. I have not seen in a box score yet a sighting of Joelle Telso, the we great know leader there, that she though. talked about. We talked about yeah, we know she's her with Coach Zabla leading up to the season, so not sure Which if they've there's only some played the one game, right? injury going on. Well, I was going to actually say, <laughs> breaking news-wise, right they played an exhibition earlier this afternoon oh, against, against Crookston. Your Golden Eagles? My, my Golden Eagles, yeah. You haven't seen the score. Guess the score. We're going to play this game. You haven't seen the score? Is that true? Well, let me ask you this. What would the spread have been for this game? It would have been... Uh, 32 points to Crookston. I'll say North Central. I'll say they covered that. Okay. I'll say it was like a 86 to 62. You're pretty close. 88 to 52. That's not bad. Yeah, not but a bad guess. they were much closer in the opening half and then in the fourth quarter. It kind of got away from them a little bit. But the name I was going to mention, regardless, and today's performance helps, even if you say, well, it's an exhibition against the D2. It doesn't mean a lot. They need consistency this year from the player they call KVP, Caitlin Vanderplug. We've seen some times here and there where she gets in foul trouble or she doesn't get in a rhythm offensively, but she can be a factor rebounding the basketball, blocking shots, and she needs just more looks straight up this year. I know it was an exhibition today, but I love seeing 16 field goal attempts, 7 of 16, puts up a double-double against a D2 school. All right, you can take that with a grain of salt, say it doesn't mean a whole lot, 14 and 10, but she needs looks. If I'm Coach Zabel and her coaching staff this year, I know their offense is going to run through a lot of different players, but KVP needs to be consistent throughout the year. Kind of like what I said with Lexus Trigg earlier for Bethany, except different why, because KVP is going to be starting. She's got to take it to that next level this year for North Central as an upperclassman and a leader on that team. She has to be a factor night in, night out for 
downtown you. Brewster's another one you can throw in there as well. Yep. I know this was just one person, but they got they got plenty that that could qualify. They got some experience back for they, sure. They do, and that that makes them dangerous as well. All right, Northland, Northland, going through a bit of a transition as well for yep. them, and no Miranda Wagner yep. this year. No of course, Espinoza. They've lost a few good pieces. I was, I mean, Miranda Wagner was huge last year for yeah. me. So you know, they miss I'm her. disappointed that I can't pick her again when we do our <laughs> fantasy, but. Uh, the name that stands out to me, how about this? Tiana McKinley Jr. leads the team in shots taken, getting the majority of production. 14-4-2 is her stat line through three games this year. I feel like she's going to have to probably carry most of the load. I feel like three games is enough to know who your best weapon is, and I think she probably fits that description. And I think she's a transfer in as well, Wyatt, for this season because she is a junior and she's from Arizona, but there's no stats that I was able to find. Well, and we don't remember her from last no, year either. No, I, I can't find any stats from her past time at Northland College, and it's not on their athletics website, which, you know, isn't always true. But, yeah, I would say she is definitely the name as well that I would mention. And, you know, it's an uphill climb for that squad, Wyatt. There's no way around it. They only had one win two seasons ago last year on the rebound a little bit. But now you have your third coach in the last three seasons. So new, new head coach, Ben Kluzak. I mean, you got your work cut out for you. I mean, there's no way around it. You lose Wagner. You lose Espinoza. A few other posts and guard talent. You got Cody Remp back. You got a few other players back. But it's a ton of new faces and a new coaching staff on top of it as well. It could be difficult this year for Northland, and that's just the reality. Yeah, I mean, it's well said. We'll, they'll have their opportunities like anybody does to win some games. Uh, I mean, they're not going to go the entire season and not yeah. have a chance. So it's just tough they, non-con, though, I'm looking at. They want to get to UMAC play soon. Will they take advantage of it when the opportunity comes to get that win? Yeah. No? That's, yep. that's kind of the question. All right, so then one team left, Ryan, on the women's side. Do you know who it is? My Knights. Your nights. Are <laughs> well, we starting well, that are again? They mine? Are, are they we mine? starting that again? Your I just nights had to say year? that. I just. Um, all right. I'd be curious. Let's say this one at the same time too. I I want to know if we have the same name or not. Okay. Give me give me one second here. You got to get it pulled up. Well, no. I just I just want to be prepared. Okay. Do you want to Do you want to count down three, two? I count down. You 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 count us down. Three, two, one. Jordan Emma Nelson. Mm. Whoa. Emma Nelson double Tell double Ryan double double five of twelve from yep. the field in their one game. And, uh, I don't know, senior leadership experience, lean on that. I yeah. say it all the time. You can't simulate that or replicate that. It's just something that, as you gain it, it becomes more and more valuable. Northwestern experiencing that right now, Ryan, with this class of juniors they have that you mentioned that have a ton of experience. Feel like seniors, yep. Seniors, juniors make a big difference. So, Emma Nelson, give some love to Emma. She uh, had a very good opening game for the Knights. Yeah, and a game they lost – at St. Mary's, Wyatt, and we close. don't like that because it's Mayak over UMAC, but yes, that's what I was going to mention. Close game. Lost by just five. Hopefully they can take that into their matchup that they'll be competing in literally later on tonight as we're recording. As Wyatt mentioned, on Wednesday the 15th, they'll get Hamlin, then they'll get McAllister after that, so a few more Mayak opponents to come for the MLC Knights. But I'm going with Heckendorf because I think she's the most talented, gifted player on the team, and she's got to live up to everything that she's been hoping to do as a collegiate player this year, right now. Time is now. As a senior for this club, and every time I've seen MLC in person, Wyatt, I'm always leaving the gym saying, she's really talented, but honestly, could they have maybe got her a few more looks? And I know it doesn't always work that way perfectly for Coach Garish, and he knows what he's doing at the program. Don't get me wrong. 
but you got to make sure to give her opportunities, set up things for her to have success. And then the onus is on her, on Jordan to say, I got to be consistent and be a leader for this team. And it hurts wide in a game that you lose by five when she goes two of 14 and one of eight from deep. And I think she'd be the first one to tell you, I got to be better. And if she's that much better, that's a win to open the season. Yes, yeah, so I don't disagree with that. I kind of looked at this as one player that caught our attention. So that's why I picked yeah, Nelson. No, I see we're kind of doing any direction. We're doing it a little any differently. Because I don't disagree yeah. that Heckendorf is the one that has to play, yep. you know, to the highest level if they're going to have success. But I just thought Nelson had a good one. So she's got to be good as well. Yep. All right, you run through the men's side now. You pick where we start, where we go. Well, do you want to start bottom to top from standings the last year, or should I mix and match it a little bit more? I think is that the boring? mix and match is okay. fine. Okay, I'll keep you on your toes, Wyatt. So we're going to go it's out to... It's not going to throw me off. We're going to go back to Northland. We just finished with them a few times ago. We're going to start the men's side with the Northland College Lumberjacks, who, oh, by the way, Wyatt, just like the women's squad, they got a new head coach. Yeah. Scott Sorensen was with the program until <laughs> early fall, and then he leaves for Dubuque. Did so he chase his acting career finally? I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't answer that for you. If you don't know what Wyatt's talking about, we went about 15 different directions with Coach Sorensen when we had him one on of, the pod. One of the best interviews. And people can still find that, Wyatt. That's yeah. the beauty of it. That people was, could listen to that. That was an incredible 30 minutes or whatever it was. That interview went every I still, direction. I still laugh about it. but Anyway, so I bring that up, Wyatt. He leaves, I think, you know, at some point in September. So now the new head men's coach is Cole Schreiner, who has some experience in the UMAC in the past. He's a graduate of UW-Superior. He's been on their bench as well, UW-Stout, now at Northland. Anyway, all that is to say, new head coach, but different from the women's squad, Wyatt. There's a lot of talent returning for this Northland club from a year ago. Lots of familiar names. Do you want me to say my name first, and then you go? How do you want to do this for the men's side? Go ahead. So... The two guys that we always talked about last year and looked at first were Langston Flowers and Jordan Brennan. Yep. I'm actually not going that direction. Me either. Because there were times last year where they'd show up in a big way, but it never seemed like they could hit on the same night. So can someone else take an ascension? I'm going with Drew Lindbergh. Me too. He led the way against St. Scholastica. They lost by 10 in their season opener, but he was the guy to play 32 minutes, just as much as Jordan Brennan did on the floor. He's a really good three-point shooter. I've seen him in person a few times, eight of 13, three of six from the field in that ball game, led him in scoring with 23 points. And again, why I don't just say him because he led him in scoring in that one ball game, but I feel like someone has to take that next step and make a little bit of an ascension. If you're Northland and you're going to at least get out of the bottom two with the UMAC, maybe get to number six, number five, threaten potentially for a conference tournament spot. I am looking at the six foot four senior from Marquette, Michigan. Yeah, I've been there before. I don't know why anybody would want to want to be in Marquette, Michigan, because wow. it is oh, it is brutal. Tell me what you there. really think. But uh, he got away to Ashland. Beautiful Ashland, he got to, Wisconsin. He got to Ashland, <laughs> and I for for the same reasons you just said. Uh, basically, the reason why I picked him as well. I mean, to go five of nine from downtown, sixteen and a half. Regardless of who it is, if it's him, Flowers, Brennan consistency though is the key word yeah somebody they got has some guys to, who can shoot it though yes somebody they can put it together somebody has to be consistent though there's just way too up and down for the lumberjacks a year ago and too early to tell if that's going to be the case this year but Lindbergh certainly impressed in the first couple of outings for northland Alrighty, one down number two of still seven to go uh, wyatt uh, let's go to downtown U. all right how about central. that a team who also did not make the umac postseason tournament last year but as you mentioned last week it was due to a tiebreaker i mean they were oh so close and wyatt 
it would all start and end with Micah Filer. Anytime we talk about North Central University men's basketball under head coach Jeremy Becker now in his second season at the helm, lots of young coaches, men's and women's side, as we've talked about before. But breaking news, that's not so breaking. Micah Filer is no longer with the program. He had his COVID year last year. He can't play any more basketball-wise. So yeah. you could look at so many different names. How about you give me your name first for North Central that you're really keeping an eye on earlier this season? Well, because of the start that he's had, Jashan Simpson, the sophomore from Caledonia, means he must have played with, what was that kid's name? Went to I, Iowa State, killed King or whatever? I don't know who you're thinking of, really? unfortunately. Huh. He went to <laughs> Iowa State. He's still there, I think. I don't know. He was really good. Um, but anyway, sophomore Simpson, good start. I mean, to go 11.5 a game, seven boards a game, and then again, 10 of 16 from the field. You're over 50%. That's huge. Doing a little bit of everything for the Rams. So I I think that he's a guy, and of course Cam Thompson's there. That's another name that sticks yep. out. We're very familiar with his game. Yep. He's been around the block. But I look at a guy like Simpson, he can really take that next step, provide some depth for this team, and who knows? Maybe North Central makes a run at a playoff spot. They were yeah. so, so close a year ago. Can they get yep. over that hump losing a guy, like you said, in Micah Filer that was multiple times a all-conference player. Yeah. In the conversation last year, for sure, for player of the year, had 2K10 not gone off the last two, three weeks of the season. And I think the calling card for them, why we'll get to Northwestern in a a little bit, speaking of 2K10. But again, talking about North Central, I think the calling card for them, again, is going to be their defense. I mean, as far as what they did last year defensively, you could say they were the best defense in the UMAC, and that gave them a chance night in, night out. Even when the offense was inconsistent from time to time, I think that's going to have to happen this year. My one name, Wyatt, we got a mellow in the UMAC. No, not LaMelo Ball. No, not 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 Carmelo Anthony, oh, but okay. that that's the mellow I'm talking about. So not Carmelo Anthony, but Carmelo McNeil. And I think I could be wrong, but NCU fans, I know you're listening. Players, Coach Becker, let us know. Tell me if I'm wrong. But he has a brother on the squad as well, Carrington. McNeil. So Carmelo and Carrington. I know we're only supposed to have one name, but I'm looking at these two, Wyatt. A couple of guys, you mentioned Simpson earlier. He had an injury early last year, was out for the rest of the season, didn't really get a chance to prove himself. These two guys looking to prove themselves as well. Just sophomores. You look at Carmelo, he only played in five games last year for North Central. Somebody's got to step up. That's the no. key for them to take that next step. I think he definitely has a chance to do so for this club. He's got a shot that could potentially turn into something for them. They need some outside shooting that is left, obviously, by Micah Filer. You know, we could go the direction of Tanner Holtman. He's a senior, as you mentioned, Cam Thomas as well. We kind of know what we're getting with those guys, though. Somebody like Carmelo McNeil or his brother Carrington or Deshaun Simpson, as you mentioned, one of those guys has to take a step up for NCU. Well said. Where to next, Wyatt? Where to next? This is so difficult. All well, right. We are two in. You got to pick one, though. We're two in, Wyatt. Let's now go to Martin Luther. All right. I know where I'm going for Your this nights. One. My nights. Your nights. <laughs> well, I'm going to pick a guy that was on my fantasy team. Yeah. Seth Veers. Do you promise to pick him again this year? I don't, but if he's doing You've given up on if him. He wow, can, you've given up on him. If he can produce kind of like he is, I'd like a little bit more than what he's given so far. But if he can do that, then, yeah, I'll take another shot on him. And okay. Thing is, I'm I think he was like that. a fourth or fifth round pick. And he was near the end, yeah. No, I like in the you middle. got him a little I think higher. I got him maybe I don't a little have my bit paper too high. In front of but me. It's, it's it's not with me now. Um, 
nine, 9.7 a game, leading the team, 4.7 rebounds, one steal a game, which also leads the team. I had a great game, Milwaukee School of Engineering. Yeah. He was 7 of 12, 3 of 3 from deep, 17 points. That's the Seth Veers I want on my fantasy. That's what you saw That's last year. That's I the want. potential That's you what I'm saw. Saying. So we'll see if the junior takes that next step for the Knights this year. Yeah, what say you? I'm taking one of the names of the conference. You know, they seem to be all over the place on the MLC campus. Micah Kieselhorst. You know, there's three Kieselhorst. of them. Rumor has it on the volleyball squad this fall. That's, you I mean, know, they're that's just, not a rumor. We, just, can, <laughs> we confirmed that, actually. They're just all over the place. And it's another guy, Wyatt, who's an upperclassman. Been at this program for a long time. I, I mean, I could have sworn he's been here for like six years by now, which who knows? Maybe that's actually well, true. Well, with COVID, it he's, could be true. He's listed as a senior. And I'm thinking, like, was it he a senior before already? But... A guy like him, you need consistency. He's got to be a leader, and he's got some game. I mean, I saw it a couple of years ago when they made a little ascension and then maybe a little step back last year for Coach Holt Cedars Club. I think they have so much back, Wyatt, that you can point to and say, okay, the cupboard isn't totally bare. There's something to build on for Coach Holt Cedar, and then some other new guys getting a chance as well. But they need something out of Micah Kieselhorst this year as a leader on this squad and someone they can consistently count in night in, night out. He's a big dude. Go get some boards. Get some buckets. And let's try to put this train in the right direction if you're MLC. Get buckets. That's what we like. That's what it's all about. You got to score more points than the other team to win. Yeah, yeah. Now you're really watering it down like Ryan. It's it's very simple. It is. It, hey, it winning can be very matters, simple. Ryan. Winning, winning matters. Winning does matter. So do you want to pick the next one or do you want me to no, keep going? No, what did I say before we started on the men's side? All right. I said you're leading the direction. Let's here. go out to oh? St. Bonifacius, right, Minnesota, the Crown College Polars, not the storm. We have not screwed that up in a long time, and we're not going to start right now. I like the storm still, but. Yeah? Really? Tell me what you really think. You I don't like, the, like storm. the Polars. I like the storm. Even with the new jerseys? Because remember, the we old ones just said crown. Jerseys we talked about with Coach Herbert. Yeah. New ones say Polars on them. That's great. They're official. It, they've There's been no the going pol- back. No, they've been the Polars. <laughs> that's no already been official. The jersey doesn't change that. <laughs> All right. Go first. Go ahead. What do you think? You're going to make me go first. I'll go first if you want. I'm well, just there's, you the there's one name that's screaming off the page, but would that be too obvious is the question. I'm not going with that name. I'm, are do you, you still saying, want me? Do you still want me to go first? Yes, go first. Okay, I'm going with Tyrus Buckner. Me too. Okay. We could talk a lot, and we have talked a lot in the past, about the Cade Carrolls of the world, the Jacob Van Dams, the Micah Lads, the Jacob Massicks, Carter Bainey, you're a guy. My guy. We're not going with any of them because – if they can get something from Tyrese Buckner, Tyrus, Tyrus excuse me, not Tyrese, Halliburton. Tyrus Buckner, yeah, not Halliburton. Don't get me confused, Wyatt. <laughs> In their season opening win, he leads away with 23 points in just 22 minutes, 9 of 11 from the field. Didn't shoot a three ball. How about that? How about you know, that? Little, little old school, if you will. Getting to the foul line, though, as well. If they can get something consistently out of him to add into their nucleus, and then it all feels like why it starts and ends with health for Crown. I mean, we didn't talk about it too much yeah, with it, Coach Herbert, but he brought it up. He yeah. said we're already sitting some guys yeah. early season and not making them practice because we want to make sure they're 100% going into the year. I hope it's nothing serious. We're not rooting for any injuries, but it has been a factor in the past for Crown. Yeah, If they can get Buckner into the mix and make something happen, I don't know. It could be big for them. Certainly hurt them last year, the health. I mean, yes. I don't want to no make excuses for any team, but yeah. – if you're down players and one Especially of them, a conference player of the year candidate, yes, yep. it, it, it hurts. So that's just, I know coach Herbert would never say that or use it as an excuse, but they, they were shorthanded last year. And so we just hope that they're not this year and we can see this team's full potential. But yeah, I'm with you Buckner as well for all the reasons you said. And cause he's homeschooled. 
Yeah, just like me. And so, he's he's a transfer in. Homeschoolers can do great things. Yeah, and I got to do more mm. research on where he played last year, Wyatt, because he's he's a transfer in. Yeah. So could this be a transfer um, portal success well, for Crown? And I'm going to talk about another transfer earth transfer portal player with we'll another team on with another team. Okay. Well, which team is that that I should go to? Or I no, have to guess? no. When you when you get there, we'll talk about it. But all right, let's next. Stay out west, but go further out west to the Minnesota Morris Cougars. By the way, this just shows the transfer portal does affect Division Three. Yeah, a lot and of in people, positive ways. A lot, for a lot of, of people, teams in the yeah, a lot of people just assume it's Division One and it's all there with we the don't NIL. Assume. We're it not impacts, them. It impacts We're not this them. level as well. Yeah. So, Morris, huh? You want yeah. me to go first on this one? Please. You're you, look, you look like you're Who's an eager your guy from Morris. Who, well, Conagieser was my guy. He's well, no longer there. You're, so. Your other guy. Your other guy. You always would bring this guy up a year ago. Would I always bring up Paul Dax? Yes. Would I? No, it wasn't him. Kenny Placide. Yeah. You love Kenny Placide. Yeah, last he's year. finally starting. And I'm a fan of Kenny dude's, Placide too. Dude's you know a why? Unit, he's a grinder. Dude's a unit. He just goes Don't out there and does him. the dirty work, Ryan. And Do you got to have him. a guy like yeah. that on your team. I'm not messing with him. <laughs> You know my stature. Very I'm impressive. not going to take Kenny Placido. <laughs> you on. know my Ten, seven and a seven point seven boards a game, fifty nine percent from the field. A lot of the stats What's the I'm pulling points? out with these guys. What did you say? Points again? Ten. Ten points a game. Ten yeah. even. Seven point seven boards leads the team. He has double double potential written all over him. He does. And like I said, he just does the dirty work. You got to love a guy like that that just gets after it. Kenny Placido, and I, I don't know if you're going to mention Pildak or not, but yeah. Paul, it's Paul. Paul. Yeah, we talked see, to his brother. An, well, and there's Paul's another the there's yep. another one that's going to Morris. I don't know really? if you saw that. Yeah. Well, like one or two there, yes. not there currently. There's another okay. Dak that's committed there. Wow. So they just keep, you know, it's a pipeline. Ack, ack, dak, dak, dak to you and yours. <laughs> to you and yours on this Wednesday. <laughs> um go ahead, talk about him a little bit. Well, how do you know I'm going with Paul Dak? Because you had mentioned I him. said his name. Yeah, I, He's been I'm, super assuming, impressive. I'm assuming that's what you're going with. Maybe but not. But 31 points, Wyatt. Yeah. 31 points to lead the way Need in lead their scorer. dominant. How about this, Wyatt? Dominant UMAC over Mayak. I mean, I think that deserves a golf clap, not just a win. Finger snaps. But 86 to 64, 22-point cushion at Jim Gremmel's court earlier on this week, and it was all led by Paul Deck. 31 points in 34 minutes played, 11 to 17. No one else shot double-digit field goal attempts. He shot 17 of them white. Four of five from downtown, five rebounds as well. This kid has all the potential in the world. I think Tath told you and I when we talked to him a few years ago, Wyatt, he said, my younger brother's actually more talented. Yeah. Just wait and see what he does in a that few years. That takes a lot of pride and hum- humility to be able to say that too. So. Yeah. Humility, never, not pride. He well, wasn't prideful. Right. He wasn't prideful. He was yeah. humble. I don't yep. know if I could do that, even though my younger brother is much better at his sport player. than the sport I play. But it's not the same sport. It's not so easy to tough. say, though, because, you yeah. know, you're competitive. So, And it's a similar theme to what we've been talking about with multiple teams, Wyatt. Paul's a senior now. You got to mm-hmm. take that next step. And they lost Noah Conagieser. I mean, I'm still tearing up about it. That Conagieser well, we isn't there anymore. I can't, I, mean, I can't draft him. This happens, this happens. I can't Ryan. draft him, and you can't draft K-Mink. Every year, <laughs> every year, players leave and new I ones know. come in. It's I okay. Know. It's the circle of life. It is okay. But last thing on Paul, he's not obviously going to average 30 points a game. He's probably not even going to average 25. But <laughs> we but don't know, though. He could. He could. He could. He could. You're right. Can he be one of those guys to fill in the gap? And I think this team still has plenty enough talent, Wyatt, 
to get back to the UMAC Conference Tournament. Not going to be easy, but you mentioned Placide. You mentioned Paul Dack. There's, Look there's at guys, guys. They got dudes. Blake Munson, the rookie of the year. They got He's now a sophomore. They can't have no sophomore slump. They got to have a sophomore surge from Blake Munson. Wasn't Munson he had the, the frosted tips last year. I don't the, think he's rocking the frosted tips so far this Connie year. Connor was there. Who was, didn't they have a transfer, though? Also in the starting lineup yeah. that you're thinking of? Was that uh, not Munson? Man, I'm blanking. Well, they had Jarrett Johnson, Ian Carlin. Both those guys are gone. Oh, yeah, I remember. They've lost some I don't guys. know. For some reason, I thought they had a transfer that played a big role last year. I don't know how to help you out. I can't, Anyways, I can't think of who you're talking about. A lot of dudes. As, yeah. you know, Seth Davis says, Zag's got dudes, referring to Gonzaga. <laughs> this is Minnesota Morris. Are they zagging Cougar, while everyone else Cougars is zigging? got dudes, right? Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Well, time will tell. Got to like what you see early on. All right, what do we got? Three teams left? Three. Three of the uh, and bigger ones. There were three, and they were the teams that I were the top three yeah, seeds yeah. last year. Don't think you're fooling in anybody. The <laughs> well, I tried to scribble it a little bit. I'll <laughs> fool you here, Wyatt. Bethany, right now, we're not going to save them till the All end, right. okay? Bethany Lutheran, what name do you got for me? Coach Garvin's club, trying to do some more damage in non-conference play. We know how good they were in the UMAC last year, Wyatt, but don't sleep on this club and what they're doing before UMAC play. Right now, they're actually playing on the road as we record this. We're not going to do a live score update, but we could. the two results we know about. Do you want to do it? <laughs> no, we don't. This will really time we stamp us. To. I'm looking we at the score right now. It's interesting. We it's don't compelling. have to. We're not going to mention it on the pod. But okay. first off, shout outs to both Hunter Nielsen and Sagadol. Yeah. Above 20 points a game early on. That's well not the name I'm thinking, though. I was going to say, didn't Nielsen also get like 1,000 points in their opener oh, or something good for him. last week? I did not. I missed that if he did. Dominic Bang you or Bangu? I don't know. How I think to it's Bangu. Last name. He's the D two transfer. I'm next transfer to portal. I told you I was going to bring it up again, and you know why, Ryan? Because do you remember when we talked to Coach Garvin? He said we had a guy come in, probably could have been playing, but we were at a good point with our team, so we just rolled with the guys we had. Pretty sure Dominic's the guy he was talking about. Yeah, fifteen a game almost to start. Clearly has a lot of experience playing at a high level. 26 and a half minutes, too. Yeah. He's getting serious minutes with a roster that brought a lot of people back from a team that won the title a year ago. Bethany's scary. There's just no other way to put it. With all the guys yep. they have, very, very tough team to beat. The reason I pick him is because he's newer this year, coming from the transfer portal. Clearly a guy that can play big minutes for this team and contribute. Very fascinating out there in Mankato. What do you think? Yeah, he came from Grandview in Des Moines, White, so he's coming back home. He's a Mankato kid now. Uh, he's back in Mankato, I should say. He went to Mankato East, that is, back in high school. And what a luxury to have, Wyatt, if you're Coach Garvin and his staff, where you can plug and play a guy like that, and they can just insert him, and he's set up so well to succeed because you already got to try to stop Sagadol. No. Got to try to stop Jax Madsen. Justin Trump on the three-point line. Inside. Hunter Nielsen yeah. down low. Mason Ackley doing just about everything you could ever ask for. It's an NAI transfer for what it's worth for um, Bangu. And I think there's there's another guy I'm actually thinking of who is a D2 transfer. But anyway, moving on from that. Yeah, Wyatt, what a luxury to have for Bethany Lutheran to continue to add talent to what is already a really, really good group for this club. I was going to mention a different guy, actually, okay. who's had a decent okay. start you for this club. Because he's in the starting five. We could talk about Ackley, Madsen, Nielsen, Trump. Don't worry, pod fans. We're going to talk about all those guys throughout this season. But I'm not going to say the same name. I'm going to be a little different than you. A D2 transfer from Southwest Minnesota State at semester last year. Wasn't able to get up to speed to play end of last year. You don't really expect that for coming in at the start of 2023. 
but Keegan Heidershet. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly from Sleepy Eye, Minnesota, but don't sleep on this kid. He's from Sleepy Eye, but I'm don't sleep on him, Wyatt, okay? He's had a decent start to this season. Also playing, you mentioned 26 minutes for Bangu. He's played 25 minutes in each of their first two games. If he's going to be that fifth guy that they're looking to, to potentially be starting more games in the future, which they got so much talent, Wyatt, who's to say? I mean, we don't really know yeah. what's happening with this club. I didn't even mention Xavier Patterson and what his role will be on this team. It's an embarrassment of riches. Well, yeah, but, I mean, you look at what they did, Wyatt, in the opening weekend, and you're searching, I don't see Xavier's name. I'm next to positive. I can confirm here in one moment. He's still on the team. You just imagine he's dealing with some kind of injury. He hasn't even played yet. They're still 2-0, and and so far this season they've put up 97-95. and Yeah. Without a guy in X that started so many games down the stretch they're last gonna year. They're going to score. We know they're going to score. There's just too many weapons to keep yeah. this team at bay. It's going to be really fun to see if anybody can knock them off because yep. they're by And they just far, added two high-level transfers. That's we said, what I mean. Bangu by, and Heidershed. By far the team to beat and, dare I say, a chance to be one of the greatest UMAC men's teams of all time. Dare you said it. You said it. I didn't even no triple dog dare you. You no said going it. back. Cut that up. They have that. Bethany Lutheran this season end. has the opportunity to be one of the greatest UMAC men's they teams of all time. They have that high-end talent and the ceiling to do something special. So don't plan a vacation for early you to never, mid-March. You never plan a if vacation. If you are a BLC fan. We pray for people that plan vacations And we, March. of course, are quoting our guy, John Rosty. Yeah. Go ahead. What do we got left? Two more? What do we got left, Wyatt? That's the question. Let's go out to Roseville, Minnesota, a long ways away from where you and I are right now, a long, long trip to the University of Northwestern, St. Paul, Wyatt. Eagles, golf clap, not Finger just for snap. their sake, but they start the year, Wyatt, 3-0, and not just 3-0, and but 3-0 and versus... My ex schools. Yeah, how and about Bethel them? Was apples. the most recent. How about them? I always love beating the Royals. Yep. All right, you go first because because I've been going first a lot lately. What's the name? What's the name? I got to come up. with And the then name. yeah, give me some of your thoughts briefly. We're not going to spend a bunch of time on it, but briefly because you've watched them play now a couple times. My name for you, Wyatt. I'll just go straight to the point. Sophomore out of Anoka, Minnesota. Knew he had bounce coming into this year. Played a little bit in spurts last year when you had an injury to either Seth Fuquay and or Parker Bainey. But now he's in the starting five, helping to run the point alongside Mr. Bainey. Jpeth Nayamari. Okay, you knew he was an awesome athlete. Definitely had potential. But why you and I both know that doesn't get you super far in high-level Division three basketball. you got to be much more than that. It helps, but you got to be more. I've been very impressed with what I've seen from him so far this year in two games that I've been able to be in person watching him, what he can do in the flow of the offense, pushing the pace for Northwestern, not being afraid to go at a guy's chin and finish through contact or over a guy much bigger than him in the lane, and then also just timely shooting. I didn't think it was a big part of his game to be letting go three balls, Wyatt, and especially against Bethel earlier this week, his timely bucket's huge for Northwestern. It's not going to pop off the stat sheet, but if you do your paper popping stat white from a guy like him only scores nine points, but all of them from downtown in the flow of the offense, three of six from deep can always push the pace. And he's a guy, the opposition has to account for. He's going to put pressure on you. Even if he doesn't score, he's going to make things happen for Northwestern's offense with his explosiveness. That was certainly a name that I thought about, and he deserves the shout out because the way he's been playing, but Henry, 
I'm going to say it, Fambule, because, you know, again. So he told me I last like that, week, he but... said, it's okay, you can say it either way. Oh, okay. Apparently his fiance likes that pronunciation better than yeah. Fambula, See? as it's actually supposed Fambule. to be said. Fambule does so sound cooler. Henry's cool with both of them. He told me that. Fambule so. does sound better, so I got to agree with his fiance there. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. What a start for him, huh? Yeah. I, I mean... He's going to be a guy that competes for player of the year as well. You could put him in a mix of a handful of names right now early on. But being a senior who's had a ton of playing experience. Double-double machine. Big reason they're 3-0 is because of him. He's a walking double-double, as you said. He's had two of them, I believe, this year in their three contests. And So, yeah, I, I think it starts and ends with him inside. But then it's very compelling to watch the younger guards. Like you said, Bainey and Nayamari kind of run the show. And then you got guys coming off the bench that are younger, too. So, it's a very interesting makeup of this Eagles team this year, and uh, it starts with Henry inside, so I'm excited to see what he can do, and he deserves a lot of attention right now because of the start he's had. I think he's a prime example, Wyatt, of why some people, we know not people who listen to this pod, but there are people in the upper Midwest, Wyatt, who are saying offensive things, such as. What? The what? UMAC is the little brother oh, to the okay. Mayak. They can't handle it. They're big boys in the Mayak. They're not really big boys in the UMAC. Tell they that to know. Fambula, who's gotten know. seven offensive rebounds outworking Mayak clubs twice in three games so far this season for Northwestern. Yeah, we talked about the double-doubles, 13 and 14 rebounds. So far this season, through three games, guy has 15 offensive rebounds. Don't be, don't tell me these guys aren't be, up for the task to compete with I the know, big boys got, of the Mayak. We got a long ways to go. It's going to be sad when the year ends, though, and then he moves on because, I mean, think why about do you the, Why do you make about me the, depressed? Think about the memories he's had here at Northwestern, the up? impact, the plays, Ugh. the shot. I mean. Don't get me emotional. I'm not trying to. Maybe I was. But he's, he's a he's guy a that's part of a lot meant of a lot to Northwestern. Yeah. So I'm excited to see him have a strong senior campaign for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I could go so many other directions with Northwestern, but we will leave it there. An interesting team to follow early on this season, indeed. But there is still one more to look at, Wyatt. And Bethany gets a lot of love. And we just gave them some love a few minutes ago. Team is scary, too. And they're the defending champs. But the team that they played last year in the UMAC final doesn't look like they're slowing down one bit. And dare I say, Wyatt, they look even a notch better than they were in late February last year. We're talking about the U. W superior yellow jackets. Wyatt, how about the start from coach Polkowski's club? Not just the fact that they're notching marks in the left column, but who they're doing it against. Yeah, it's impressive. I don't want to dare say, cause we're a weekend. It's seven days. Let's overreact. I we're like overreacting to overreact. a little bit by saying it looks like Bethany and superior on a collision course for a rematch against each <laughs> but you other. You just said it. So folks clip it up. You just said, that. Hey, they're on a collision. Course. These two teams are the two that in our opinion, cause I'm going to speak for you are the two teams at the top in this conference. I right? don't disagree. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I said, I'm going to speak <laughs> for you. Cause I know how you feel about it. Superior is legit. They have so much they can hurt you with, but the guy it starts with, he'd be, the winner of player of the year if it ended today. J-Dub. Javon Walker. Oh, he does so much. 12 steals. I think you said he set the school record with like six in one game or something. Yes. Let and me then confirm that. The 38 points against River Falls. Just remarkable. 30 of it was in the second half. He's averaging 28 a game. He's amazing. What more can you say? He's amazing. I, He's I don't facilitated know about him. a lot in the past, Wyatt. That's yes. what's interesting. He's time... maybe saying, I'm going to get mine more this we year. We saw that at the end of last year, too, in the UMAC championship game specifically. He took a lot of shots. He started looking to get his. He's a very good weapon offensively to score, too. 
They got a lot of other guys that can play too, though. Your guy Joseph Farenholtz hasn't even had to do a whole lot no. yet this year. I mean, but just imagine. Don't just worry. imagine it, when he coming. starts to get rolling. They, don't they've worry. got a lot of guys that they can go to and lean on. And Coach Polkowski's got to love what he has seen. It's been just one week, but it's been a perfect start for the Yellow Jackets. Yeah, it's hard to not say him. I mean, the name I wrote down was Javon Walker. And what will be interesting to see is if he continues to look for his shot more often. He doesn't have to necessarily night in, night out. But if he sort of changes that role where he's still going to be a menace defensively, Wyatt, you talk about those steals that he's had. Six tied his career high for the record for what he had a little earlier on this season. But, you know, not just winning against McAllister, doing it by 15, never in doubt, and then beating two YX schools on your home floor in back-to-back days. I'm glad you mentioned McAllister. I mean, Superior won by 15. The University of Minnesota only won by 22. Maybe it was 24. Are you saying, saying we should set up at some point when Coach Polkowski's like club can to come the to the barn play, or yeah. vice versa? Well. I mean, who says no? Ben Johnson would Probably say Probably the no. Gophers. But you know what? <laughs> It's a high level of play <laughs> down here at the Division Three level. Right? I know. I know. I, I totally agree. I mean, they mentioned it in their write-up. They said, you know, junior or, guard Caleb Williams put up 41 on the Gophers. Yellow Jackets held him to 22. I mean, they wrote it in their recap. Or, so. or it's a sad state for Gopher basketball still, but however you want to look at it. Yeah. It's it's early. It's One early in the season. Another. We'll wait and see. But yeah, Walker's fun to watch. Farron Holtz, you mentioned him, and then they got a lot of other experience back as well. Reed Johnson, the sharpshooter. Joey Barker, your guy. I like Joey. You, you See, just he always randomly said he he's your my guy. guy. I don't know why. Because he pitched on the baseball team. Okay. So, so I, you give I respect to the multi-sport athlete. I, I'll go back through the box score, and then the next time we hop on the pot, I'll have my career numbers when Joey Barker was on the mound, and I was at I'm going to hold you to that. Okay, next time okay. I bring up Joey Barker, you have your stats I'll, ready I'll, for <laughs> you against him. I'll find some time this weekend to run through and uh, take care of that. Fair enough. We are approaching near an hour, Wyatt, so I think we should put a bow on this thing. We've gone through all the men's squads, all the women's squads, given a couple thoughts about each team, some nuggies, if you will. Overreacted a little bit. That's okay. It's all right. It's what we do in mid-November. What else are we going to do? Talk about Thanksgiving food? Thanksgiving's next week. Did you know this? Are you ready? Are you preparing? I don't know. Rumor has it, you told me earlier you're going to make a pie for Thanksgiving if your mom asked you to do so. She hasn't asked. Has she asked yet? She has not. But have you asked if you should make a pie to if do she that? would like you to do that? Nobody wants that. I'm saying I could do it. It just wouldn't taste very well. One thing we got to do before we get out of here, because we were talking about this a few days ago. You teased last week oh boy, I what don't you would remember. be doing to highlight your weekend to start oh. the weekend on Friday night. That you... We're going to do some fine painting. I have not yet seen what you actually painted. And so we talked earlier that I did not want to see it until we were recording on the pod. And I'm going to react live. So you're going to show me your phone. Do the Michael Scott. I'll slide it across. It's more suspenseful this way. Actually, I got to pick it up and hand it to you. But okay, there's the paintings that me and my wife, Haley, did last Friday. Cheers, Pablo and Coon Rapids. What's the thing on the left? Is it a sloth? All right. Is it's it Sasquatch? It's Sasquatch. Oh, you know Ice so, Age, Sid the Sloth? To paint, and you know what? Maybe we'll tweet out a picture for those that are listening yeah. and want to know what the, hey, the that's painting up to you. was. But it's, cool. uh, it's it's a sunset on a winter day. There's like a path through the woods. And then to make mine unique, I painted a little Sasquatch well, off Well done. Side. All things considered, well I thought I was happy. So there's eight people yeah. in the class, Ryan. Okay. Eight people. 
I'm walking around the room. Everybody's looking at their painting. Keep in mind, their paintings are all much better than mine. I had the worst one. They're all saying, I don't like it. This doesn't look good. They don't like their own. Yeah, saying. they don't like their own. They're, they're <laughs> criticizing. And then me, who has the worst painting there, I go look at mine. I'm thinking to myself, this is amazing. Yeah. I'm so happy I did this. Yeah. <laughs> Just a lesson to everybody out there. Take more joy out of the things. I love life. it. So, yeah, no, it was a good time. And uh, maybe, like I said, we'll tweet it out and let people You look keep at saying it. maybe. I, got, I don't have access to the photo. That's this why is, I said maybe. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't. <laughs> I got roasted by the art instructor multiple times. She Was she rude or was she nice about roasting she me? Was just a di- she was just a little different. I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. She, like, came over and said... Oh, I love your guy or whatever. Oh, you know, the oh, And then she goes, what is it? <laughs> I was like, wow. And then she goes, if you want something to take home and be proud of, I can paint it for you. <laughs> no, I was like, she did not wow. say that. I was like, I am proud of it. She Thank you very serious? much. Kind of. I don't know if she was oh, just joking on. or thought it was funny. That's and rude. then my wife asked for like help or a tip, and she looks at the painting and goes, I can't really. I, it looks great. And then she points at mine and says, I could give him a couple of tips. Like, she just bought into the wow. idea of let's let's trash this painting. That was good. I liked my painting. You were like but... Michael Scott on the recliner, and they just kept roasting you. I guess. Boom roasted. One person. Boom just roasted. Kept roasting you. That's I did not walk out crying, though, like he okay. did. So it was, it, was, <laughs> it was all good. Anyways, there you go. Hope it was worth it. Yeah. That was, that was nice to see. I'm glad you got to and finally you, see it. If you want the listeners to see it as well. That's up to you. If we'll somebody see that has to not. email us that they want to see a picture of it, if okay. I'm going to post it, good because we haven't mentioned that yet. You're thinking UAO. Glad it came up organically. The UMAC at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter as well. Unlike any other UMAC or at UAO the UMAC again. The email to send in and say I want to see the picture that Wyatt painted last Friday night that has been talked about Let at the end know. of this podcast. One person U-A-O, is all it takes. A-O, the UMAC, at gmail.com. Let us know questions, comments, concerns, feedback about the product that you are listening to right now. We are a week in. Still plenty more non-con to go. Let's keep it tight. 7-11 and 11 right now. Is that correct? 7 wins, 11 seven losses. 7-11, baby. But the men are over 500 through yep. the opening week against Got the Miami. nice slurpee five from 7-11. 5-4 on the men's side. And Slurpees plenty, aren't bad. Plenty yeah. of games ahead. Plenty of games ahead indeed. Thanks so much to all of you for your support and for listening. We are just getting started in this 2023-24 campaign. The November noise is alive and well, but it won't be here much longer. So please enjoy it, and we look forward to recapping more results across the UMAC next week. So make people proud, UMAC squads. Carry the banner. Hi and proud as the November noise rolls on.